everyone, and welcome back to Can't Hardly Wait Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1998 graduation party classic, Can't Hardly Wait, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And it's minute 40, which I know we've said this before this week, but I do anticipate this being a very short episode, (laughs) as Uh one of my two (laughs) notes was covered yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) So I have it beginning with Preston saying, but it's not just to tell her about how I think she's more than the homecoming queen. And I have it going through Preston saying, I think I'm ready. So this scene seems like how it's placed in this in this podcast, like a ridiculous throwaway monologue. Uh-huh. But what it well, we'll talk about it on Monday. It was very interesting where this where this scene cut off. That's yeah. all I'll say. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that he said, I see her as more than just the the homecoming queen and more than just Mike's girlfriend. Yeah. Because it's literally echoing the scene that just happened with her. Like, yeah. I, you know, that's all anyone sees me as. That's all who I, that's all I see me as sort yeah. of stuff. My only note, aside from Ethan Embry's distinctive vocal patterns, which we discussed yesterday, is that this is a very sweet monologue. Mm-hmm. And I know that we talked on Wednesday about how it's actually kind of a problematic monologue. <laughs> Is it, was it did we talk about it on Wednesday or, or yesterday? Maybe it was yesterday. I don't remember. Yesterday was <laughs> like four years long. Um, <laughs> that, I, and I do apologize that you have to edit a four year long episode down to roughly 30 minutes. I'm sure you'll do great. Yeah, it'll be great. But like, if you're just listening to it, it's a sweet monologue. Mm-hmm. He's talking about, you know, I've got the script in front of me. I can pad this episode by reading the monologue if you want. <laughs> do it. Yeah, let's do it. Because because this is, listener, I want you to listen to this, keeping in mind what we said yesterday. And keeping in mind also, think about this being a successful speech. Or the, or think about, the, let's say that this is basically a a synopsis of what is in the letter, which it kind yeah. of is. Yeah. Um, Think about her saying okay, this sounds good, to this monologue. And how, me personally, I'd be like, oh, shit, I was about the pursuit. I'm not sure what to do now. Right. Like, <laughs> so, <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> now, I do want to preface this with, I am not Ethan Embry. I, mm. will ha- I will bring a different variety of charm to this monologue, but I don't remember exactly how he said it to say it exactly how he said it. But Sheath and Embry. Sheath and Embry. Look, I don't know about you, but I really believe that there's one person out there for everybody. That's what this is about. It's not just some sappy love letter telling her how my heart stops every time that I see her. It's in there, but it's not just to tell her how I think she's more than the homecoming queen or Mike's girlfriend or how there's this really amazing person inside of her that no one even bothers to see. It's in there too, but... What it's really about is how she should just give me a chance. Just one chance. Maybe if we could find out if there's a reason for all of this. Why she's not with Mike tonight. And after four years, I'm still here with this letter. Maybe we could find out what that reason is. You know, it's time to find out. I think I'm ready and you don't get the last few lines of the monologue. I am right. sorry. They come on Monday. 
And I just, I know, I knew, I know what's coming. I know what follows this monologue, but seeing it on the screen in front of me is very good. Yes. Um, so I think it's the, just give me one chance aspect of it because, okay. So she says, yes, let's say she says, yes, let's say she says, yes. And then one day, three months from now, he's having a bad day and he snaps at her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, well, that was your one chance, so fuck off. Yeah. Like, don't say just one chance. Like, I, I don't know. It just feels like, it's like the, um, I always joke. So there's the, the, the Puff Daddy song, I'll Be Missing You, which was in tribute to um, Notorious B.I.G. dying. Mm-hmm. There's a line that he says, I'd give anything to hear half a breath. Yeah. And I actually feel like I've maybe brought this up on a By the Minute podcast before. I think it came up during, it had to have been during Crossroads Minute. But yes, we have definitely discussed this before on one of these podcasts. It just, it don't, like, think about what you're saying. Yeah. I'd give anything. Think of, think of something. Think of something gigantic. Half a breath. That's, that's it. And now your $100,000 is gone. Like, yeah. just give me one chance. I know it sounds good. And now you're sounds... dead. Exactly. Right. Ugh. And now Half your entire family is dead. <laughs> right. New Jersey is gone. Um, where are you going to go see Pearl Jam in August? That's what exactly, I'm asking. Exactly. Exactly. No, you're right. I mean, he, I mean, he says, I think the point he's making is if she would just give me one chance, like, if she would just have a conversation with me, if she would just give me one chance to get to know me. Right. Like, I, I see where he's going with it. I don't think he means if she would give me just one chance and if I ever screw it up, <laughs> then she can dump my ass. It, it may be that I'm bringing my own baggage to the line. It's, po- that it's could quite be. possible. <laughs> that could be. That could be. But, but yeah, I just... No, I mean it, it's it's a sweet monologue. It really it is. is. It's it's a very, it's very high romantic. school boy monologue. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess the outcome. I I go back to thinking about me wandering the quad, trying to pick up women, such as it was my effort to pick up women that I brought uh-huh. up the other day. And I feel like Preston is like me in that. What if she sucks? Yeah. <laughs> like. You've said, just give me one more chance. I see you. I know that there's an interesting person. What if he's wrong? Yeah. Like, what has she done? And I don't, you know, no judgment on Amanda. She seems fine. Yeah. But does she seem like she's an extra special, awesome, there's a great person underneath? I mean, there's not, I mean, I know she's having a rough day. I get that she's having a rough day. Mm -hmm. Totally. But what if he's wrong? Does he know for a fact that she's a sweet, that she's a wonderful person that he, only he sees, or right. is he saying that to because that's a romantic thing to write? It's got to be that one based yeah. on what we talked about the other day, yeah. where exactly. they don't know it. They have not spent enough time together for her to even recognize him as a person who goes to her school. Right. So, and his and his letter isn't about how he knows she's really smart because of X Y Z things that he witnessed. In class Mm -hmm. or how Mm -hmm. she know, you know, it's not even like, you know, I know that there's more to her than just Mike's girlfriend. She's a really talented athlete. Have you seen that girl do a backflip? 
Right, exactly. There's literally nothing about her except for, to me, she's more than the few things that everybody else knows her as. Yeah, Preston, like what? Give me one example. what? Give me one example of how she is more than the homecoming queen. Right. Well, she's also more than Mike's girlfriend is not a good example. (laughs) She's just so hot. Can I see you naked? Um, Sorry, that'll come later. (laughs) At least that guy is talking about something specific. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Yes. He knows what he wants from Amanda. This took a lot of unlearning for me. Yeah. To not just say the thing that was the the romantic thing that I thought and I you know, not to my own horn, but I'm a fairly good judge of character mm-hmm. most of the time. So I can figure out what would be the thing that the person wants to hear. Yeah. Especially when I've actually talked to them and had a conversation and know what they want and I'm not just taking a shot and getting incredibly lucky. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like what if she was like, What? Ugh. Like, uh, yeah. there's so many ways this could go wrong. What if she, what if, what if she hates people that um, r- reference books or something ridiculous that you have based your, what if she hates Oscar Wilde? Yeah. Are you going to just be like, yeah, me too. And you just like look longingly at and your you, pile of Oscar Wilde books. And hope that she doesn't read her yearbook because you quoted Oscar <laughs> Wilde in it. I I hate people that quote Oscar, Oscar Wilde. Anyways, I'm going to look at this yearbook. Uh... Uh. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I just think when I was watching it this time, I was like, "Ugh, this is where I learned some stuff that I had to unlearn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know if maybe I've talked to you about this before, too. Maybe it's because we watch movies that that put me in the same place or whatever. But do you remember um, getting after me for the use of the adjective hot describing a girl that I liked? Not specifically, but I know that I have had conversations with people before where I have said, you know, that's not the number one adjective you should be using to describe the girl that you like. (laughs) Correct. And I think that was a great note. And I've and I, 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 here's another aspect of my personality. I tend to hold on to rules that have worked for as long as they work. Sure. I think about that to this day when I'm writing nice things to my wife on our anniversary on Facebook because it's 2020 and social media is a huge aspect of married life, weirdly. Yep. <laughs> but like when I'm right, like I'm like, you need to say something real. You need to say something meaningful, reference a specific event, all the things that Preston doesn't do. And that right. you you started me on the path of by being like, do better than hot. Well, because Figure the thing out is, something more than hot. Yeah, even if you're only looking to compliment her appearance, saying right. she's hot, to me, right. it says, I only see you as an, an object of beauty mm-hmm. from, who is here for me to look at. Whereas right. she's gorgeous, she's beautiful, she, right. even she's pretty, right. softens it and implies yeah. that there is more than just her physical appearance that adds to the appeal. Like if you, if you're looking, you know, if you're watching a movie and there's some actress on screen, you're like, wow, she's really hot. Sure. You're seeing her in a movie. She's not being herself. Literally all you have to go on is what she looks like and her acting ability. 
Call and her she's hot. made up and costumed. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Call her hot. Fine. I do not begrudge that. But if you are looking to have a relationship of any kind with someone, imply that you think that there might be more to them than, you know, how good their boobs look in that shirt. Right. Now, when Kristen complains about the temperature in the room and how the AC isn't working or she's just done some physical activity or whatever uh-huh. and she says, "Ugh, God, I'm so hot. And I say, you got that right. That's sure. fine. Sure. Because, and, because it's... and at this point in your relationship, <laughs> once in a while, like, I mean, sure. Kevin will occasionally look, look at me and be like, yeah, I have a hot wife. And yeah. I'm like, like, we've been together for so long. Like, yeah, it's right. fine. I know that there is, there are other elements of my being that he appreciates. But right. when you're first starting to talk about someone that you are attracted to, Yes. Look for things other than just, and this goes, this goes both ways. It does not just have to be about you're a dude and she's a chick and you're talking about how hot she is. Like, you yeah. know, ladies, gentlemen, and friends beyond the binary to, yeah. to, to steal from sleep with me podcast, like just find something other than the physical attributes and pull that in when you are talking about someone that you are interested in. And don't romanticize what you think your future is going to be like when you're trying to set up that future. Like, yes, it might actually be a better idea to imagine what a fight would be like. What if, what if she has bad breath and like, like all this stuff that, that, I think is great now when she's an 18 year old girl, Mm -hmm. you know, when she's, when she's, you know, 35 or whatever, and we're fighting and like, we, you know, I've lost my job and like, you know, the kids are being pains in the asses and stuff. Mm -hmm. What's that going to be like? Yeah. Does it still seem great? Does it still seem like something you want to start on the path to? Can you even picture it? Right. Do you know do you, that she wants kids? Do you know do you that she know wants en- to get married? Do you know enough about her to be able to picture fighting with her? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I mean, yeah. So yeah. anyways, that's, do you have, you have two FMKs. I have two FMKs. I mean, we've got a solid episode here. Do you want to hang on to them? I can hang, well, tell you what, let me give you one of them. Okay. Just, just, just for funsies. Let me give you one of my FMKs. I would like you to FMK. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll do we'll do the we'll do the kind of broader spectrum one. We'll save the juicy one for later. Denise, okay. Amanda, and William. So, like the three main characters that we have not yet FMK'd. Hmm. Oof. That's tougher. You dig an inch below the surface of that one, and it gets really difficult. Yeah. Because like. I think Denise might be a challenge doing my doing my, what I just have suggested. Mm-hmm. I think it might be a challenge to be married to Denise. I think you might be quite right. <laughs> and I mean, I feel like Amanda is the obvious fuck, but like, what if she's really bad? What if she is more marriage material? What if William is great in bed? He, okay. Here's one thing I'll say. I don't think that you can go wrong fucking Amanda. I'm sure you'll have a perfectly great time. Even I think, if, I think, but, but. I think you the, fuck him. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, not, not, not to say that that is what you should do, but if, with your like, what if she's really bad in bed? Like, I mean, 
she's still right. oh, she's right. still pretty hot, and she's been fucking and Mike Dexter for four years. She probably knows what she's doing. I'm sure you'll have a perfectly fine time. Yeah, she probably had to do most of the work. That's true. Yeah, so, um, okay, so I think fuck Amanda. I think, I think marry William and kill Denise. I think I that- hate to say it. I think William, well, you know, we, I, know, I know how he ends up, and that looks like a pretty good marriage. Plus, he's a huge nerd, so you can, like, watch shows together and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I like to think that the way I can change him, because, you know, when you get married to someone, what you have to lay out is the ways that you want to change them, uh-huh. is that I would try and make him not an insufferable Comic-Con gross stereotype of a nerd, and instead a more thoughtful nerd feminist. Yes. Um, you know, like Joss Whedon pretends to be so um (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah um so i think fuck amanda marry william and kill denise but i think denise is a default kill i think i'd like to be buds with you denise i think that'd be fine yeah you don't want to live in the same houses you want to be able to get some space from denise without there having to be a big thing about it i think denise would be a great work friend yes i think it would be amazing to sit in the corner and make fun of of your coworkers at like a luncheon. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. And that's about where I want want that to be. <laughs> yeah. I think I think you're absolutely right. I think that William has the potential to be not even to be molded, but to eventually mold into. I think right. he would probably end I think once he leaves high school and has more experiences than being tormented by Mike Dexter, I think yeah. that he will become a more rounded individual. Yeah. I think that Amanda is, Amanda would probably be fine to be married to, but we don't know enough about her. We to know nothing know if about we her. We want to spend the rest of our lives with she, her. She likes Jewel, which is fine. Yeah. Jewel is fine, but that's literally the only, and I hate to put pop culture in such a high importance, no, but, but that's it's all we know about super her. important. Well, yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, and and Denise just feels like she would be an awkward one night lay. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. She, like I just can't see a one time hookup with Denise being better than a one time hookup with Amanda. I agree. Nor I can agree I see a one time hookup with William being better than a one time hookup with Amanda. You would have to hit a jackpot for William to like one know what he's doing, two not be kind of he seems he has some growing to do i think in terms of his relationships with women so yeah um again because william is also kind of a flat character he He might be he might not be straight because he i don't think he ever talks about and then he embarrassed me in front of the girl i liked or anything actually william doesn't his sexuality doesn't come into play other than he's high school homophobic yes which could be a cover I've always gotten a little bit of a, like, I've always kind of wondered if maybe part of the reason that William hates Mike so much is to cover, is because Mike has been so horrible to him and he's mad at himself for being attracted to Mike. I think that is plausible. Yeah. I think that is very plausible. Especially for, like, 1998 movie High School Boy feels like that is possible. I think that's very possible. Yeah. Wow. And I kind I mean, we'll get to it, but I kind of ship it a little bit. Like... A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I think we, William and I, in our married life, would have to spend lots of time with 
who would eventually be the ghost of Denise. Yes. Um, where she calls him on his shit, and I call him on his shit until he stops pulling the shit, and then he becomes a better person. Uh-huh. Yep. You know, friend stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so we have social media. Yes. And it's Friday. It Wait is. Wait a minute. It's Friday. It hey, is it's Friday. the end of the week. It is the end of the oh, week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, we have a, a Twitter handle for this podcast. <laughs> you seem so delighted and surprised by that. I thought we had another another episode to do. I was like, but Erin just did her. Okay, anyway, so we have a Twitter handle for this podcast. It is at J-E underscore Minute Movies. Uh, you can find us individually on Twitter at I am at Unabashed James. And I'm at Unabashedly Erin. We are part of the Scavengers Network, uh, which you can find on Patreon at patreon.com slash the Scavengers Network. For $2 a month, you can get access to uh, bonus content, uh, much of which is is stuff written by Aaron and me, because mm-hmm. we, again, need need the attention and an outlet for uh, random thoughts about stuff, um, but which also sometimes has bonus episodes from Aaron and my podcast that we do sometimes. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, you're not wrong. Believe though. it or not, and and we don't play this up very much because once again, please feed our ego. But there are other people on the network that contribute bonus content to to the Patreon. So um, there are even ways on the Patreon to not have bonus content that has one or both of our voices in it. So mm-hmm. if that sounds good to you, um, ouch. And also, you can check it out on Patreon <laughs> at Patreon.com/slash The Scavengers Network. It's Man, true. I. I can't believe that it is already Friday. Time sure does fly, which is weird because you'd think of it as as sort of more of a molasses or well, I guess it, it really is true what they say. Time is honeys. Honeys fly. They have wings. Go hot dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> honeys are fly. Honeys are fly. <laughs> <laughs> The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.